Welcome everyone to Illusion Empire Podcast. It is I, Illusion Empire. This is the 38th episode of the podcast, and I have um, more than several topics I want to go through with you today. One is the actions of the Supreme Court, and that'll be items one and two. Um, SCOTUS, for short, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. They had made um, two decisions that have um, mixed impact. One, not very significant, and one, extremely significant. Um, I'm going to get into that to the first segment. This is, for, of course, primary politics, the first topic that I go through. Of this, And we also have um, three other um items here and then one is regarding warp speed and this is their biggest lucrative deal yet um this vaccine has this vaccine company has won over a billion dollars i mean that's of course a lot of money and and this is money that's gonna be hopefully used appropriately okay and the fourth item we have here is the end of Chaz. And I'm going to get more in, in detail about how that happened. And um, the hint I'm going to give you for that is you'll need to use much of your imagination to foresee on how Chaz ended. And the fifth and the final item for this first segment would be New York's version of the autonomous zone. The one in Seattle's gone. The one for New York has already been formed. And of course, I won't be surprised if there were a couple of more that are trying to form. Some are maybe foiled proactively and some are probably growing. And of course, those will get the media attention. So we have five items for primary politics. Okay. And then so for the second segment, mid-game, we have Microsoft and PlayStation making moves that are in polar opposites. Microsoft's looking forward to gain more shares, acquire companies. And while PlayStation has been removing ads, you got that hashtag stop, you know, stop hate for profit, something along those lines. I don't exactly remember. I pay attention to the hashtag. But the most important part is that them two are taking uh, two different businesses are taking. No, they're not different terms of industry, but they're different than how they are operating this month. One wants to be more woke, and the other one is uh, be more opportunistic. Okay, and then and that's item six and seven. Six is Microsoft. Seven be PlayStation. The eighth and final item would be for the third segment, and it will be WTF weird topic finale, and I have something very interesting for you and. I'm going to put a warning for that one because 
you will be triggered based on the content. And it could be for multiple reasons. But I'm going to say this is going to be controversial to what I'm introducing here for the third segment. It is about the origins of the ice cream song that you hear in some American neighborhoods. And that has uh, interesting and... And let's just say a racist history to it. I'm going to dig in on that. And if you're too sensitive, if you're too woke, instead of canceling me, just don't just skip this segment altogether. You don't have to listen to this entire thing. I mean, I'm sure certain people are here just for the politics. Some are here just for the games. And some are just here just to see what random topic I have in hand. And then there's some that's just there. I'm sure I have a couple of viewers that are here for all the above. So, all right. We're going to get to the first segment after this sponsor. Anchor is a free podcasting app that is perfect for beginners. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. Anchor will distribute your podcast so that it could be heard in other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That is A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. I'm going to repeat. It is A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. What are you waiting for? I've been doing this for about a year now. And if you really have the passion to start a podcast, you should do it. It's fun and easy. Okay, so we have reached the first segment of this podcast. And the theme for this one will be viral politics. Yep, viral politics. And viral could be... Interpreted multiple ways. Viral either relates to the virus or viral um, that has a strong context of social media or internet. But the video gets super popular very quickly. So what we have here is a Supreme Court. I'm going to go through the first item and I'm going to go through it real quick. And the Supreme Court have ruled that um, the elector, the electorate, must back the state's popular vote winner. Okay? And that one was unanimous. I'm sure there was no argument about that. I mean, it may hurt, you know. It should, in my opinion, should have been an argument about that. I mean, we have to have at least some Democrat element to it. And there was, you know, two recent um, examples on why... Um, I, I think that they have done this because there's been two anomalies in recent history. Let's go back to the year 2000 real quick. When I was, of course, a child. 
Um, George W. Bush, he beat Al Gore by narrow margins. I mean, he only barely beat his Democrat opponent by only five electorates. And he had to do that recount in Florida. Some speculated cheat because his brother was governor of the time. So, yeah, that seems, um, let's just say the optics don't look good on that. So, you know, and, and that was a sign factor, Florida. Since Bush won Florida, well, the rest was history. And, of course, that boosts shut off. got the exact count of the electorate at that time. I think they, I think that little less electorate at that time. New York continues to lose electorate on each decade. On that, but I don't want to get into that. That's that's besides the point. And a more recent example, and I'm sure this is fresh in a lot of people's minds. Here's 2016, where Hillary Clinton won by nearly three million votes, and you know, in terms of popular vote, but. President Trump has won the Electoral College because she has won well, those two very populous states of New York and California. I mean, of course, she's going to get more um, vote count overall, but at the end of the day, it's the electorate that actually picks the president. And most electorates they go by who wins the state. I mean, can electorate defect um, anytime? Of course they can. Will it cause controversy? Obviously it will. But the chances of that actually happening is extremely rare. Now, I'm just going to go back to 2016 here. And it just indicated that when Trump won those states, only two elect two um electorate um electoral voters, the ones who vote, you know, the ones who were yeah, you know, the electoral college, only two of their members defected um from Donald Trump. And Hillary Clinton's side, five defected from her. So they want to make sure it's a clean cut election process. Most likely to shove the haters. And, you know, of course, it's fair. I mean, there should be no argument on, on this. And then and, and if this um, country ran up on purely popular vote, I mean, presidential campaigns would be much shorter. They only go to very popular areas such as Florida, Texas, California, New York, maybe two more of the states. They're very popular. They would have they would have ditched states like Wyoming, Alaska, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa. You know, those states would be abandoned. You know, many states out of very small population would be abandoned. Then you know, it'll be wasted effort if they try to uh, work hard to get their votes. So that's why the system was designed. You could. Dislike it all you want, but that's um that's just the way it is. Okay, and it was unanimous. Okay, nine zero in favor of forcing a rule. 
So they don't want no, they don't want no defection. And the reason why it's so small, because the chance of them actually defecting the electors, the electorate for the electoral college, they rarely um, betray the people's votes. If, if they did, they, you know, they cause controversy. So that's all for that one. And then uh, more Supreme Court related news. We have a big one. And this is a big defeat for Trump, at least in the local level. And Manhattan District Attorney Cy Vance has the right, because Supreme Court gave the green light, to look into eight years of his of his business and personal taxes and especially you know the allegations with the woman saying that oh no you know uh, Donald Trump had affairs of course he has denied us constantly but it's more than that you know and another another thing is he um, disrupted the trend that many more presidents release their tax returns. Donald Trump refused to do so, and he continues to refuse to do so today. I mean, his lawyer's been arguing teeth and nails just to keep his business and personal taxes private from the government. I mean, of course, the congressional... Democrats, well, this is an incomplete article because I also got to update that Congress cannot look into it, but the Manhattan District Attorney can. So, you know, this is a win and a lose for Trump. He won on the congressional level, but he lost on the local level in terms of keeping his taxes secret. Okay? So that's all I got for you on that one. Um, and the source for the first one is going to be for the New York Post. The source for the second one, that one's going to change. I'll post it and you'll see what it is. And then now for the third item. The vaccine for the coronavirus has gained $1.6 billion for the White House. And the drug manufacturers get it is Novavax. They got such weird names. All these freaking vaccine companies, I swear. They got weird names. And even if some of their drugs like remdesivir, what the hell? Seriously? And then, of course, since this is on the warp speed, um, that's you know the operation executive for they put and he wants the giant um pharmaceutical company to produce 100 million doses of vaccine for of course and it's super obvious COVID-19 okay and this is not the first company but this is the sixth one to get money from the White House Okay. The Feds has committed 1.2 billion to produce more candidates. You know, you can't just rely on one. Vaccines has, has developed at the University of Oxford, as licensed by drug mayor 
AstraZeneca. Okay, so I mean, the White House is working aggressively on vaccines. So you can't say they're not doing anything about COVID-19. You could disagree how it's handled. I agree with you on that one. You're not going to get an argument from me. Was there a lot of bad and failed leadership? Of course. But, you know, can't say he's not doing anything about it. I'll say so much delayed reactions to draconian uh, measures. That really has caused damage. Not just physiologically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, psychologically. I could go on. I could go on. But I'm just going to keep it at that. So I'll be kind of repeating myself with some of the previous points I've made on other episodes. And that my opinion has not changed since. On many of those things. Okay, well, the fourth item is um, essentially the end of Chaz. The military came in there. Well, not the military. I was exaggerating a bit. The police force. A huge police force came in there. And. And. They cleaned up that. That little country. In about one hour. And of course. A force of a hundred people. And it was a little resistance. I mean of course. I was surprised even those with the guns and try to um, um use their so-called um, resources to fight against the cops. I thought that was supposed to be a um, autonomous zone, but hey, maybe they're tired. Maybe it wasn't united anymore. Of course, it was raping, murders, and killing. So of course, of course. And this is from the Israeli National News. I don't know why they are into that, but obviously it's big news. Whole world's paying attention to it. So, and and then of course, a couple of people who refuse to move. Well, they got their asses arrested. I mean, people with sense should know that the. Eh, it wasn't the smartest idea to create your own autonomous zone. I mean, eventually, all the supplies you needed to be, you know, to be sustained and be a functioning little country uh, would be eventually depleted. And of course, you lost your minds, got raped, you killed. The unity was very short-lived. I mean, those things just don't work. Occupy Wall Street didn't work. Makes you think this little Chaz thing is going to work. Okay. Now let's go to the fifth and last item of this segment. Now this autonomous zone thing has moved to New York City. Right near City Hall. And they call this one Abolitions Park Police Free Zone. And of course the people... Who are woke, who are uh, progressive, they support this. The moderate Dems are pissed and shocked, even 
in guilt because of how far it's gone. All right, and there is a couple of anecdotes here. They try to describe how the homeless was making friends. I mean, it's nice, you know. This is not a this one here. So far, paints a more brighter picture compared to Chaz. And they say they got medical supplies, clothing stations, tents, even a bodega. Of course, some artwork. Well, they are artistic. And, you know, they're helping the... No, it's okay. That That's nice. But, was, but the main question is, what have y'all learned from Chaz? Are you going to keep supplying at that level? Because eventually, people is going to get tired and fed up. And I hope you can maintain unity. I hope you learn from... From Chaz, because Chaz was, in my opinion, pretty bad from start to finish. So far, yeah, I seem to have a better um, start. I could see that much based on reading this article from the Gothamist. I like the Gothamist. Um, it's a reliable local source, in my opinion. And then, you know, and then they have learned how to handle difficult situations according to one person. I'm not going to go deep into it. You can read this article. It's, oh, we had to learn about how to deal those difficult situations. Out of police. I say, yeah, you're going to have to because y'all preached defund and y'all got what y'all wanted. You know, then now the police budget um has one billion dollars slash from their budget so i hope you can keep on with this this is not about this is about long-term competency this is not about okay you build a happy community you rebel against society but can you do this in the long run that's the big question and So, this is the thing here. As computers act a little wacky. Um, we have... We have, so far, they have learned... They've taken some notes. They have taken some notes. Well, let's see how long it lasts. It's about sustainability. I mean, they haven't cut off all their essential services yet. And have, you know... Allies ain't betraying each other, but it's all about long term. And can I even spread out? To be honest, I doubt it because there's just more opposition growing overall. There's just more people pushing back against this far left um, protest. I mean, not all of them are violent. Let me just be clear about that. But some, but there are certain of them. I've done some looting, rioting, burning buildings, killing people, shooting people, killing police. You name it. So, that's the thing I just want to end with. So, the theme of this was viral politics. I mean, the decisions as viral base impacts and spreads. 
it's viral in the popular sense that a lot of people gain and you know a lot of people has um are paying attention to this in general so what can we do um only time could tell on the success of this i mean people could just stop helping these communities if you want them to stop these are autonomous zones or police free zones whatever you want to call them just cut off the support i mean i mean i'm sure in a republican state they do that they will cut off their resources so okay you don't want to pay taxes Okay, fuck you. They cut off everything. You're gonna have to get your own food yourself and all that. And trust me, not everyone is receptive to this idea. That you know, New York is not the entire country. New York, and California, and Washington State—they only states. They not representative of the entire country. Don't be surprised. Try to set up autonomous zone in Idaho. They will, they will cut off services. They probably bust the cap in your asses, and that's it. So, so let's review here. What happened? Supreme Court made a decision that the electorate must now strictly stick to voting for the winner of the state instead of having the choice. To defect if they like the winner, okay. That's what impact it made, and those kind of instances are very small and very rare. So minimum impact. But just they just got you know they they noticed two re- pretty recent histories that you know the president win by both popular and by popular vote and electoral college. The only one by electoral college, and those and that is Donald Trump. And George W. Bush. Okay. And the second item is Supreme Court made a decision to grant access to Donald Trump's personal and business tax records only for the Manhattan District Attorney. Cyrus Vance. Congress. No, not really. They can get it. But lower level, um, local level attorneys um, can. So. And then there's more development of White House giving money to Novawax. I received 1.6 billion dollars just to uh, produce over a hundred million doses of COVID-19 vaccine. And then Chop or Chaz, I'm gonna go stick to Chaz. Chaz zone has um, ended, and that autonomous police-free zone. Is currently existing in New York. And so far, they look like they're doing pretty good. They're pretty functional. They help the homeless. They're inclusive. I mean, they have resolved some tough situations so far without the help of 
police, and how long that could last. They gained a bunch of supplies, clothing, medical, drinks. And also, like I said, my only question is, is about your sustainability. And how long could this last? And are you going to try to take over more territory so you can gain more supplies? And can you maintain unity? All right. That's all I got for this segment. We will reach the second segment very soon. reached the second segment of this podcast this is mid game here and we have some interesting developments from both xbox microsoft and sony playstation let's go with microsoft first right so we have interesting news that multiple companies wants to buy wb games Microsoft is one of them. And their competitors are Activision Blizzard, Electronic Arts, EA, a shitty company. I mostly don't buy their games. A lot of it's crap to begin with. And Take Two Interactive. Okay. They want to buy them off. Um, and if they buy Dolby Games, they would have rights to. Mortal Kombat, Batman, uh, Lord of the Rings series, and maybe, maybe Harry Potter. Because WB Games currently working on the Harry Potter um, open world game. And um, the Rockstar Studios is currently working on a Suicide Squad game. So they still got a couple of projects that they do. Yeah, so the Rock say is part of that umbrella too. So ooh. I mean, I mean, could they be exclusive titles for the Xbox if Microsoft buys them? Possibly. But then they're going to be multi-platform, sure that they're gonna have to pay a more heftier price, both Nintendo and Sony. So the sale's not imminent yet, and they tease that they're going to get more details about that at DC FanDome, which will take place you know, virtually, of course, because they don't want people crowding up in there. They probably only want this is a couple of people. I just spoke to people, the staff, so like that they could effectively maintain social distancing during the age of COVID. So... They tease about that, and this online event is 24 hours, and it's gonna take is and it's gonna start at August 22nd, 2020. August 22nd, 2020. Okay, and it's not just a game event; it's gonna be a movie. It's, it's a multimedia event. It's about movies, comics, you know, 
anything that's DC related. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. So that's for Microsoft on their interest of acquiring WB games. I just hope EA doesn't take it because EA is sh- they they produce shitty games. I really don't want them to take. I mean, I'll be disappointed. And my my doubt will increase tenfold. I mean, I'm not playing. I mean, he has produced some shitty games. Now you want me to go on about that? You want me give him? You want me give you examples? I will next time. So she requested or begged. <laughs> I give you shitty examples, and I go by experience, you know. So PlayStation. With Microsoft are joining the Stop Hate for Profit movement. They're suspending all advertisement. I mean, Starbucks, Ford, Coca-Cola, it's doing the same thing. And even Microsoft, despite them, are trying to acquire businesses. I have not seen any updates about Sony trying to acquire businesses. All right, of course, they want to stop to. To support that um, hateful content, misinformation, and of course that um, they even banned controversial people in Twitch, such as the super famous Doctor Disrespect and Donald Trump. So, and the funny part is Microsoft has part- made partnership with Facebook Gaming, yet they are spending advertisement. Hmm, are they being contrary? Are they contradicting themselves? Maybe. Trying to play both sides? Maybe. I mean, they're trying to buy more business during this stop profit hate movement. And that's that can, you know, it looks like they're taking both sides. But, you know, these are big businesses, so. You know, answers are not always simple about why they do things that seem um, contradicting towards each other. Xbox is joining the stop um, hate for profit movement, yet they're interested in buying um, WB games. I mean, that's speculative, you know, so that's fair. I'd probably be jumping the gun if I was saying that all that's finalized, so maybe they're not um, being contradicting towards all of that. It's just, you know, they remove, you know, they want to, they want to, um, ban anybody, even stop putting advertisements on platforms that seems not to challenge hate, um, effectively. So, that's where it is. I mean, it'd be, is being woke a good thing or a bad thing about business? I mean, a good thing is to be enhanced PR to a certain group of people. One has to understand that this is not a majority of the country. This is just a majority of people who are active and vocal on the internet. A lot of you have internet, yes. But do but what we have to pay attention to is how many people actually voice these concerns and some of them could be trolling pretending to support but really they're just 
They just fucking with you psychologically. So I think that's something I got to pay attention to. Um, not everyone is active in the internet just because, oh, you know, Facebook has over what? Three billion Facebook accounts. But is at least one billion people voicing this? Then I will take that to account. Or even 500 million. But I doubt that many people have that same opinion. If anything, some people's getting fed up with this woke culture. And so Sony and Microsoft decided to be woke for this entire month of July. Especially the spark with the death of George Floyd. Black Lives Matter was ignited again. So... It's good PR for for that um, particular population that's pro-Black Lives Matter, um, pro-Antifa, very progressive. I mean, not all progressives support um, this kind of thing, so I don't want to actually lump them up in there. But there's some progressives that actually support the freedom of speech and don't like cancel culture, woke culture. Crystal Bell is one of them for rising. Yeah, I mean, in the left is eating each other at this. So sadly, I got to tie it to politics, but there's no way for me to avoid it. I wanted to make it just a gay news, but all of it is interconnected with politics. You know. So that's all I got for this segment. It's not as lighthearted as I want it. It's really not as lighthearted as I want it to be. But it's short. And this is only until the end of the month so far. Right? So, what's the summarization of this entire thing? Well, the important points. Xbox is interested in acquiring WB games, which... um. It's the publisher of Mortal Kombat, Lord of the Rings, even um, as Rock um, Steady Studios as a subsidiary that produces the awesome Batman games. And I don't want EA buying that, okay? I'm just gonna... I don't want that at, at all. And then for Sony PlayStation, they being more fully woke... Um, in the sense that they've been actively participating on the stop hate for profit movement, and even before Bernie became big and blew up, a lot of companies are joining them. I mean, it's fine to stand for racial justice. I mean, I'm not going to argue against you in that. Only a racist would. I mean, because there is police brutality. And depending on the state, some of them might have a connection to racism. Not every single case, but certainly. And we have to pay attention to the character of these shitty NY, no, shitty, um, no, not NYPD. This is across the nation. Shitty, shitty police. And that's not every single police. Okay, so that's all I gotta say for that. So, right then. That's it with that. And we're going to reach the third and final segment 
very soon. All right, congratulations um, for reaching the third segment of this podcast, the WTF, weird topic finale. And for those who just want to skip here, welcome to the podcast. So weird topic finale, we're going to talk about the racist origin of an ice cream tune, the ice cream jingle that you hear. And you may be familiar with it. So, according to um, NPR, yes, NPR, you know, that's that pleasant little time. You just get the urge to to get some ice cream. I mean, Mr. Softy don't have this exact tune, but the ice cream, I mean, certain ice cream trucks do, but not, not Mr. Softy. And then, warning, this is a trigger warning right here. Before I I continue, this contains racist history. So if you're too sensitive, you're too woke to comprehend and get the correct context of this particular segment, just cut it off. It's not for you. Just end it right now. It's here. It had is coming. The tune came from a racist song, and I'm not going to read all of it. It has the N word. It starts with the N word. I'm sure 99.99% of you in America know what this word is. I'm not going to say it. N love a watermelon. Ha ha ha. And this was recorded in March 6th, March, no, March 6th, my goodness. I must be getting tired, but a serious note, March 1916, this is the time period of World War One. okay? It was written by an actor, I'm not going to say his name, and of course he depicted People of color as greedy beasts who just love to eat watermelon. And I'm not going to read the lyrics to you. Just be shocked at the origin of the song. Has some racism in its history. I mean, me, I I really don't like thinking the thing is racist unless it is clean cut, easy and objective. But if it could be translated multiple ways, I normally give the benefit of the doubt. That's how I interpret things. But this one here, clean cut, clean cut racism. Okay. And of course, they did blackface with this with this a couple of times. And you know, a lot of people just know this as a summer tune of ice cream. But do they mean that now? No, of course not. I also will not be in business. But just know that 
it's it does have some um racism to it especially the song the end loves a watermelon ha 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 i'm not that's one of the few words i'm going to censor and it's not the friendly variant that uh, people in urban communities use to greet each other. It will end with an A, not with the ER. See, it's different contexts. That's you know, some people they don't they don't pay attention to context. They just want to believe what they want to believe and just go batshit crazy and not listen. So I'm gonna play a little sample here, just a little sample. See if it's still available because YouTube might take it down. Let's see if they did. I hope not. I'm just gonna play just a sample of it. Here we go. That's that. That's that for the familiar tune that we know of without the file racism. Of course, getting ice cream from Mr. Softy is not racist itself. Okay, let's let's keep that in clear. So this is the other tune. This is the other tune right here. Okay, I'm just going to be quiet so you can just listen to the other tune. I'm not going to play the parts where he's singing. Just pay attention to the jingle here. All right, that's it. That's all you're going to get. If you want the source to this for your education, I will post it on the description. All these links will be in the description, and these are YouTube videos. Very brief. Shouldn't take no more than seven minutes to listen to both of them combined. So, did you pay attention to the similarity? Of the two, of, of course, they're different in terms of what kind of instruments we use, but pay attention to the rhythm. Pay attention to the rhythm. So, after learning about this, are you planning to buy ice cream? Or, or this is just horseshit to you? I don't care. Someone gave me ice cream. America is becoming less racist. Or if you're more of a woke person, you just boycott Mr. Softy or other um, ice cream truck uh, companies that serves ice cream. I mean, I'm sure if you're hot, if you have no other choice, 
regardless of your beliefs, I'm sure you want to get some ice cream or water. I mean, I just hope they don't come up with waters racist kind of story because I, I'm not going to report. If, anything, I'm, if, if I report this, it's because I'm going to make fun of it. Okay. So what you think? Do you think the left is the, the not the far not the moderate left the far left and those who are in control or the fake right I should say the fake libertarians the fake free speech people some of them fakers um are you gonna stop buying Mr. Softy after that? That decision is entirely up to you. I'm just providing the racist origin of a particular beat. But Mr. Softy's beat sounds not just different, and the rhythm is a bit different. So I'm sure that they were more aware and they changed the tune. But other ice cream companies have that, oh, that same exact beat that I've played. Um, and that's what it comes from. But look at the bright side. There's no lyrics. You know, we, we obviously don't repeat that because we know better. Right? But they keep the beat. So buying ice cream's up to you. And the other thing I'm just going to um, add it to a boycott example because celebrities have called for it is Goya products. Cornmeal, the Sasson, Frijoles. Celebrities are calling the boycott that just because the Hispanic CEO of the company, he's praising Trump and he is not backing down. So the left of galvanizing people to do a massive boycott. Don't buy Goya. You're supporting Trump. But then some people's gonna buy Goya anyways. It is the most popular Hispanic company in America. So let's see how effective this boycott is. I, to be honest, I doubt that's going to be successful. Because not every single person who buys Goya is progressive and they're not going to agree with you. So just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you're going to change every single minds. You may change some minds, but definitely not all minds. To see how far this boycott goes. I'm gonna have to pay attention to the Goya um, earnings report. So let's just see. Is this gonna um, impact Mr. Softy sales? Um, to be honest, I doubt it. Not everyone is paying attention to this, but the impact of Goya. Um, and I think the Goya boycott is going to overshadow this as well. So you make a decision. Me? I let people decide. I'm not the type that's going to force my opinion to, oh, don't buy Mr. Softy because of that, the origin of his history. You know, I'm not the type that's going to force my opinion upon you. I'll just let you make your decision. It's okay. I'll be cool with that. Most of the thing, most of your opinions are not gonna impact me in the end of the day. 
Whatever I say shouldn't have much impact on you in the end of the day as well. Except for you may learn something new, may modify opinion, fine. Or I might even modify my opinion, go the other way around. But, you know, at the end, it is up to the people and the company to make their product, you know, it's up to them to um, see if their product is worthy of keeping the shells or keep um, using for business or the people in the company change. Because remember, there's a big movement of stop, pay for profit. But I don't think Goya is going to participate that because he's just praising Trump. And praising Trump is an antithesis of that. All right, what's the summarization? So that ice cream tune that I played, is that's not the one that Mr. Softy played, but that's the one I had that came from the objectively racist song and loves a watermelon, ha, 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 ha. And, the, and this, in the source, is NPR for the article itself. I'm not going to read live the article. If you're too sensitive, too wokeish for it, don't bother. If you're curious and daring like me, go for it. And I'll put these two YouTube videos that's mostly auditory, ironically, in the description. Their link will be in the description. So, all right. Thank you for reaching the end of this podcast. Hopefully, learn something new, and hopefully, uh, for me, and I hope I learned something from you too. Okay. Have a good day or night.